there's a lot of things in life you can't control. Uh, mm-hmm. So what am I going to do that I can control to make that a positive thing? And that's what I've been thinking about recently. It's really helped out. So yeah, just get some perspective. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's all perspective. It's Sweet. Sim- simple. Really. <laughs> <laughs> can't believe I haven't thought about it before. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I'm Brad. Where are you calling from? I'm from Kansas. Calling from Laguna Beach, California. And I'm from Victoria, BC. And wherever you are, welcome to Blonde Radio. Hi, I'm Brad. I live on the west coast of Canada. I love long drives. And I've really been missing Stuart McLean. And welcome to Blonde Radio, where every week I book calls with strangers from around the world. Today, we'll talk to Esther, who's chasing dreams of telling stories, Cody, whose art has opened his world, and Kara, whose passion has found her an exciting new community. I hope you're doing well. And I'm not sure about you, but here, it's starting to warm up, and it feels like summer has finally arrived. So, this week at Blonde Radio on Instagram, I gave you guys a prompt. What does summer mean to you? Here's what you had to say. Hey, I'm Isabel. I'm calling from Victoria, BC. Summer for me is going on a road trip with my friends to find all the little small town thrift stores, just getting so, so hot in the car and pulling over on the side of the highway to jump in some random river. And it's just so refreshing, but also freezing and it's so fun. (laughs) Hey Brad, this is Lyle Nelson calling from Laguna Beach, California. Summer to me would be being with like two or three of your best friends, having a beach day when you're driving in your car with the windows down and the winds drying your hair and the sun's hitting your skin. I'm Catherine, I'm from Virginia. Summer is the time for freedom. I relax, sleep in, enjoy a snow cone. Just don't worry. Hi Brad, it's Denise from the east of England and honestly summer for me is waiting for winter because it's so hot and I feel so uncomfortable but then it's also hanging out with friends and staying out late. Hey, my name is Jonathan, I'm from Montreal, Quebec. To me, summer means it's time to reflect on how I've improved as a person in the past six months and how I can keep on doing so. As brightly as the sun shines, summer is a time where I can be free to relax and enjoy the little things in life, such as the birds singing in the morning and just a nice cup of tea. Thanks to everyone who called in, and we'll hear more answers throughout today's show. But first, we'll talk to Esther and hear about her journey through art. Hello. Hello, this is Esther, right? Yeah, hi. Perfect. Brad, nice to meet you. Hi, Brad. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Chicago. Well, not Chicago, <laughs> but near Chicago-ish. Perfect. How's your How's your day going? It's going okay. It's going good. Um, I don't know about you, but quarantine is kind of in effect where I'm from. It's kind of like a stay-at-home order, yeah. which I'm glad about because it's keeping people safe. Mm-hmm. But people are not listening to the stay-at-home order. Yeah, it's a little upsetting. We definitely were on lockdown for up in Canada, or at least in BC. Yeah, the past couple months, just last week, they sort of started like phase like two of opening up. It's helped a little bit, but uh, we're still seeing on some people posting on their stories stuff that is definitely not maybe the best intention. No, yeah, it's, it's tricky because it's like, I don't want to be the Karen that's like, <laughs> Don't do that. But at the same time, it's like, it's like the struggle of like wanting to end quarantine, but at the same time, like making sure that we're all being safe. It's hard, but it's better safe to be sorry. Amen. You're a fellow video maker. I was cruising some of your videos. I really like the content. Oh, no. 
Oh, oh yes. Oh yes, big time. I'm so sorry. And what what I really like about your videos is each one feels very different. Like it doesn't feel like you have a formula. Like you're always switching it up. And I was wondering, how do you find inspiration to sort of like keep it so diverse and open-ended? I feel like it's kind of tough creating on TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> I think you understand this as well that being a creator is just really tough. Mm-hmm. I think in the beginning, I was just kind of posting whatever I wanted to post. And all of a sudden, like the videos that really popped off were like videos of old photographs that I found in like my basement. These are photos of my parents that I'm telling their story. And it was kind of uncomfortable because it's the videos that did well were like my baby photos, which I don't really remember. <laughs> And like photos of my mom when she was younger. I didn't want to just keep on posting that type of content, even though I know it would do well. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of like going against the TikTok algorithm. But it's also like I want people to kind of see who I am and kind of like the craziness in my brain. Sure. And so right now what's on my mind is Black Lives Matter and kind of that whole movement because I'm I am an activist in my own community, but reconciling like my identity online and my identity in person has been kind of tough Mm -hmm. um that's why i screamed no (laughs) because people have been finding my videos and not a lot of people from school actually know that i have a tiktok which is good yeah (laughs) but i'm an ra and so someone found my video and they're my resident and it was just like a cringy tiktok that i made and i immediately like blocked the person I don't know. Do you have any experience yourself of just like reconciling your personality online and in person? That's a good question. Even before TikTok, I was making YouTube videos for like maybe three, four years now. And uh, I'm very just it's very me. I'm not putting on a, a persona or anything. I'm not hiding anything. So I think there hasn't been a lot of sort of crossed wires in that regard. I will say, though, is because I'm so open about like who I am and what I do and all that. Anyone I meet, they'll go through all my videos and then it's like, oh, no, you have an advantage now. You know me more than I know you. So there's that is sometimes a little bit of a struggle. It's like a one sided conversation. Where oh, yeah, yeah. They know so much about you and you don't know anything <laughs> about them. Speaking of uh, I, your Tinder uh, video thing where you uh, you had this experiment and you were interviewing people. I have a love hate relationship with Tinder on it off it the usual what's new. I redownloaded it like a month ago and like <laughs> the first match I got they're like oh my god are you from TikTok are you the person and I'm like no oh, no 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 no, no. <laughs> so that's uh, terrible but you know we live and learn we and there's there's someone for everyone so I'm not stressing it but uh I was curious when did making art and videos when did that all start for you what sort of inspired you oh that was that was a tough realization I think like yeah. okay so I was raised in a household that was kind of chaotic mm-hmm. and like I would almost say kind of traumatic I was kind of like pressured not pressured but I felt a pressure maybe I place that pressure on myself to kind of like succeed kind of push in the direction of becoming like a doctor they even like look down on lawyers because they're like oh lawyers are not gonna make enough money like they were like doctor engineer pharmacist and so I went into college not knowing exactly what I wanted to do mm-hmm. I was like maybe I'll do psychology or like maybe I'll do neuroscience because that sounds really cool I'm double majoring in probably psychology neuroscience and then film but my college doesn't even have film and I, I just like did a 360 of wanting to just 
fuck it. I want to just tell stories. I just can't pick things. I just like to do everything. And film for me is a way to like tell stories and to do everything because mm. it's a medium. For example, like the reason why I fell in love with the stuff you do on TikTok is because there's a radio station at our college and I get to do radio on campus. Oh, really? But now, exactly. And it's a lot of fun. Now that it's quarantine, there is, I can't do radio. I, yeah. I cannot break into the station. So the only way I can kind of like express myself is through videos. I realized if I am too scared to create and I'm always daunted about what other people think, then it's not going to be good for me. And so I think that's why I decided to get into film because I like to tell stories. That's so sick. If everything goes ideal for you, if like if all your plans come to fruition, do you have like a five-year plan or are you someone who kind of is taking it day by day? Um, okay. My professor actually asked me that question My professor asked the question of like, what do you want in five years? And he was like a theater professor. Where do you see yourself in five years? I want to help you get to that goal. Mm -hmm. And that was like a very scary question to ask me. I think I have ADHD. Like I literally cannot stay focused on just one thing. I have to do like 20 things at the same time. Like what I wrote in that paper was like, I want to be able to be financially stable enough to like have an apartment like these giant big windows and I can look outside and I can just do something that I want to do where I can help other people like I think I exist to help other people because it's hard for me to like exist for myself and that might seem like oh you're trying to be like some sort of saint or something and I'm like no (laughs) genuinely I care so much about activism and caring so much about how I can help other people. And that's why I'm attracted to psychology and film and all these things where I can tell stories Mm -hmm. because I think that this world has a lot of problems. And one way I can kind of navigate through these problems is helping other people. And that is what drives me. And so in five years, if I'm happy, I wrote that I might be in California, I might be in Chicago, I might be who knows where. I don't really have like a specific goal of like, this is when I will be happy because I probably won't be rich. I probably will have graduated. I don't know exactly if I'm going to grad school or not. The one thing that I know is helping other people Mm -hmm. and also having enough money. Like there's this guy, Dan Gilbert, I believe. He's from like Harvard. He gave a talk on happiness and he said that you need $60,000 per year to be happy. And I was like, no college student make $60,000. That is not average. Mm. Like, and so if college students can be happy, like we can all be happy. And that notion of a starving artist kind of bothers me. That's why I'm double majoring, but like still it bothers me. I want to be happy and I want to dream these things, but people around me are like, that's not practical. I don't have the ability to dream. So why are you chasing these dreams? For me, it's like, I need to at least give it a shot. I can always go back to college. (laughs) I'll be okay. That's my long-winded answer (laughs) of what I'll be doing in five years. (laughs) Yeah, because if not now, then when? It feels like the most opportune time to chase that quote-unquote wild dream, but that's so sick. Especially during quarantine. (laughs) Amen. Listen, yeah, I may have lost my job due to this, but, you know, I wouldn't have started this project otherwise. So, you know, Silver Linings Playbook with Jennifer Lawrence. And it was a good film. It, it was, was really so good. good. <laughs> Again, uh, thank you for taking time of your day to talk to me. I was wondering, in closing, 
we've sort of been dancing around it a little bit, this idea of quarantine. And I was wondering if you had any advice or any little things you do to stay grounded in this sort of unprecedented time. I think this unprecedented time is kind of a lot, especially with everything that's happening. Like there's so much happening right Mm -hmm. now. Um, I saw this tweet where it's like, I'm kind of sick of unprecedented times. I'm like, I agree with that. <laughs> I think the beginning part sucked because it's like, I have to be alone with myself and I don't want to be. Yeah. <laughs> and then it was slowly like, okay. I think the biggest part is not being scared to reach out. Like, yeah. call your friend. You're probably scared to call your friend. You're probably like, oh, I don't want to bother that person or I don't want to be a burden. But mm-hmm. call that person, call that friend, call, just start group chats. Like, there's only so much you can do alone. And you can do a lot alone. I've learned that. Oh, <laughs> but amen. I think it's also important to still be connected to the rest of the world. And it's so tempting not to be. And it's so tempting to kind of, like, fall into, like, self-pitying and kind of in a dark, dark place. But knowing that you can reach out. What you said there, um, maybe always, I've been anxious to reach out to someone, but I've never regretted when I actually did reach out to them. So I think that's important. Just taking that step. Exactly. I think you should. You should reach out to that person, whoever it is. <laughs> Amen. I like that a lot. Thank you. And uh, cool. That's uh, that's about it. I want to thank you again for you know taking time of your day, being so open and honest in our conversation. Thank you. I wish you a lovely rest of your day and evening. And yeah. You too. Goodbye. Ciao. Talk to you later. I'm Francesco and I'm calling from Milan, Italy. To me, summer is walking down the streets of my city at 5 a.m. with a beer in my hand and a cigarette in the other. It's calm and even though I might be alone, it's still quite enjoyable. It's fun and keeps my mind off things. I don't have responsibilities and that's really what kind of keeps me going. Hey, what's going on? My name is Cody calling out of Lawndale, California. And what summer means to me is just warm days really long warm days the fill-in of the sun where it's not too hot it's not too cold you can roll down the windows and for some reason everything in the world seems to move just a little bit slower and i like that since you know we're always living so fast-paced love your show deuce hi i'm kirsten i'm from kansas summer to me i think is almost like a time capsule separate from the rest of society. You just get a few months to like kind of reevaluate where you're at and just enjoy being a part of the world and enjoy time with other people and whatever that looks like for you. And for me, that's usually spending time inside, ironically, and writing and making sure I take the time to check in on my friends. Hi, I'm Israel calling in from Edmonton, Alberta, and summer to me is the feeling of home. Hello. Hello. Yeah, sorry about that, Cody. Um, sold delay there. How's it going? Pretty well. Give me the short little, give me the elevator pitch on you. Who are you and what do you do? I'm Cody Tarantino. I am an artist. I just graduated high school. Basically, mm-hmm. I'm just drawing and painting just whatever I want. And hopefully I, I got to do that as a career. Just a person that paints and draws. For sure. And you're from Michigan, correct? Yes, I am. Sick. But uh, I was looking through your socials and it looks like you've been all over. Like I'm talking like LA, New York. I think I saw it. Yeah. Were you in Japan at one point? Yeah, my mom is uh, from the Philippines. So we oh, go over there. Okay. 
get layovers and get to explore. My parents really valued traveling a lot, so I was able to do that. Totally. And uh, like, does that extend to you? Like, what do you get from travel? Oh, I just love looking at new things. Like, I don't really care like where I am. Like, mm-hmm. anything I look at is pretty interesting, and I could break it down and find inspiration like even just in my room or whatever so just being exposed to new places is just gonna bring forth new things for me to think about and incorporate in my art totally makes sense for sure so when did art start for you when did you know like this is what you wanted to do well i'm I'd, like it started in third grade like me and my friend would just draw like cubes and basic shapes and stuff you know it just it was like oh let's try this and let's try to draw that and as i Went into middle school, you know, I got into comic books and superheroes, and then I was drawing that. I started to branch out more and more. It was never like I wanted to do this as a career for a very long time. It was more like I just want to do this for fun, and I'm experimenting with different styles. And I think that's why I'm pretty consistent with my art, and I enjoy it a lot more than some people. Mm. Like a lot of people I see, like they get really upset and stressed out over certain art pieces. But for me, it's always been enjoyable because I've always had kind of a playful mindset with it. That's awesome. So you don't feel like you've hit any burnout yet or? Uh, no, not yet. I mean, if I feel like I need a break from the drawing, then I'll take a break. And if ideas don't come to me, then I'll I'll either just doodle random stuff until an idea comes to me or I won't even think about it. It almost feels like it's something I need to do naturally now. Like it's just a function that I do. It's not something that I feel like is a chore Mm-hmm. whatever it just happens now that's nice that's nice when you can reach that level of where art is just sort of you know it's like manual breathing you don't think, think about you breathing yeah <laughs> exactly that's uh, i think there's a philosophy of flow it's like an old chinese taoist philosophy mm-hmm. pretty much the same thing where it's like you're just acting on it you're not really thinking about it too much it's just kind of part of your everyday life and you're just going through the motions of it and it's kind of like a meditative state at that point it's not really something you have to consciously think about too much i like that yeah i think um i was doing daily uploads for like a bit over a month and that was just killing me but now i'm I'm down to like maybe three or four a week but I, i'm still out almost shooting almost every day and yeah i think recently i sort of hit that point of i used to struggle to you know find the a right composition or search for a, a good image but now it's just yeah it feels like automatic it feels like more like sometimes they find me yeah uh same here i was doing content every day for like probably like a month and a half mm-hmm. but I, I cut back to every other day because it's just easier for me to continue to do the art instead of focusing so much on the video mm. itself because i think the art speaks more to people than the content Totally. Uh, I like that. Yeah. How did you start on TikTok? You've had, it seems like you've had quite a little come up. Yeah, um, it was like mid-March when the COVID stuff hit. Yeah. Like first I downloaded TikTok at the beginning of this year and I was just thinking like, okay, well, I'm just going to observe like how TikTok works exactly and mm-hmm. see like what kind of content people like on there. So I pretty much just did that for about a month or two, just looking at people's content, other artists, and like see what makes them popular and stuff and I kind of just kept mental note of that so I started to try out a few different things and around the COVID time I had a lot more times on my hands to like actually think about new ways to turn my art into content you know with voiceovers Mm -hmm. and tutorials and things so every day I started just posting because I'm just gonna ignore homework I don't really care about (laughs) like what my high school is gonna tell me to do so that's pretty much what I did and it kind of took off from there as I was able to actually get my ideas out to uh, an audience that's 
seemed interested. So it opened your eyes to the potential you had that you never knew you had in the first place. Totally. Do you come from an artistic family? Is there people or even like mentors that inspired you growing up? No, not really at all. Both my parents, they work in the education field and my dad does like woodworking and stuff, but we never got along really like in terms (laughs) of like when he was working on his stuff and like mechanics, like I couldn't help him find any tools like in his garage so mm-hmm. us artistically didn't match and now anyone else in my family didn't really help artistically I mean I'd have a couple family members that you know they inspire me to you know look at different like comic art for example like I got really into comic book collecting because of a family member which you know That's sweet. inspired my art in mm-hmm. certain ways but uh, no not directly and I never really had a mentor it was really just competition between my friend and I Oh, like up till now, we still are. We're doing art together and everything. That's awesome. It looks like, sorry, are you part of like a, a clothing brand? What is the... Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, tell me about that. As I was saying before, my friend and I, uh, mm-hmm. we've been pretty much drawing with each other since third grade. And, you know, our skills have developed and he kind of branched off into graphic design and he went into a lot more like business and he was in kind of the clothing industry. Eventually came to this and I got an audience. So we just pretty much combined our skills, me with the traditional art and, you know, having an audience and him with the graphic design work and having connections with a lot of different big merchandising companies. So we thought it'd be a good idea to start a brand where we could pretty much just any idea we had, we could do it and we'd have an audience that would support us. So. That's awesome when it feels like uh, feels like everything's maybe a little bit coming together. (laughs) Yeah, it feels like we always talk about it feels like we've been training for this like our entire lives, just like working on different art projects. Like we we've tried to do stuff like this before and we just fail over and over again. And, you know, we just learn from those failures. We're never upset when they ended. Mm -hmm. So like everything we've been working towards is all coming together and we have all the knowledge to kind of navigate this. So. But, so what? how does trial and error, how do you stay motivated when you have your nose to the grindstone, you're working for, for months on projects and nothing seems to be taken off? How do you, what, what's the motivation? Uh, I, I just like creating in general. So I think I'm just going to be creating for as long as I could feel like creating, which seems to be my only drive to do anything <laughs> is just, you know, I'm thinking like, oh, well, I got to eat. Well, that's so I could draw later mm. stuff, uh, stuff like that. So. All the failures we had, it, like we look back and on them not in a negative way. Like mm-hmm. we still think like those were the like we enjoy the process more than the end result, um, which I think is probably the reason why we are still going. Yeah, you can't really dwell on like <laughs> what could have been, but yeah, I feel like people who are focused on that future mindset, like yourself, it sounds like I don't know. It sounds like you're going places, man, and that's that's super cool. Thank you. Well, I do want to I want to thank you for taking time out of your day to speak with me, Cody, and being very yeah, open course. and honest. But uh, in closing, I was wondering if you could give advice to someone who's curious. They feel like they may have some artistic inclination, but they, they don't know where to start. What, what what advice would you give them? What would you recommend? Well, normally I have a notebook where I just write down any idea, like no matter how weird or whatever, just as long as I get the pencil on the paper and write mm-hmm. out, even if it's just so abstract or out there, if I just put down every idea in there. I could always reflect back on it and, you know, combine it with other ideas. I think it's a starting point to at least write things down and have keep record of it so you don't lose any of that thought process and, you know, it could bring you back the nostalgia of the excitement you could have had when you first came up with that idea. And I think just building up ideas first will 
kind of get you motivated totally. to do things. I like that. So I guess the ball rolling. I have a, a likewise. It's a it's a smaller notebook, but I keep on my desk for if I have like video ideas or places I want to shoot in my city. And I'd say like only twenty five percent of the stuff I write down actually comes to any fruition. But it's yeah, getting same here. That, it's getting the ball rolling. It's it's making some sort of plan to start. Yeah, definitely. I there's been like some things where I literally like draw like what looks like a five year old scribbled it and like just like three. <laughs> words and it turns into like a crazy piece a month later too yeah <laughs> but yeah oh my it's like the tiktok algorithm you never know what's gonna pop up <laughs> yeah that, man that stuff is so weird no, i've stopped trying to understand it i'm just <laughs> gonna make what i like we take our little victories where we can exactly sweet thank you again yeah i've just yeah. uh yeah this has been a really good chat and thank you for yeah being open and honest and raw and just really really chill guy cody well i was glad to be on this show or whatever it is <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I don't know i found your page and i was like this is awesome this is a great way to put out content of, on tiktok especially uh, this is good it's good to, <laughs> like to get out of this loop for a second thanks man that means a lot but yeah i do i, I wish you a lovely rest of the day and uh, again thanks you for talking well. mm-hmm. i'll talk to you later all right ciao sounds good Hey Brad, my name is Sarah. I'm calling from Southern California, and what summer means to me is when my entire family drives out to my grandma's house, and my grandpa prepares burgers and hot dogs, and we all eat and have fun and laugh together. Uh, my name is Ada, and I'm calling from Brunnesen in Norway, and summer to me is freedom and friends. Hi, my name is Molly. I'm calling from Toronto, Ontario. And summer to me is getting a complete sense of freedom because I can do whatever I want, whenever I want. Hi, I'm John and I'm from Victoria, BC. Summer to me is finding the right song, the right people, and the right view and making memories that can simply be remembered by pressing play on that one song again. Hello. Hi. This is Cara, I'm right? Hoping- yeah, hi. <laughs> hi. Uh, how are you? Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too, Anne. I'm good, thank you. Lovely. How's your day been? <laughs> I mean, I started watching Neon Genesis, so... Damn, okay. <laughs> yeah, you're really uh, playing to my niche there. I like that. Um, yeah, I saw your video on it and was like, I may as well start watching it, see what it's all about. I've had it recommended. Oh, of course. It's actually really good so far. It is It is a staple. That's so sick. First of all, just, uh, just tell me about you. Give me the pitch. Who are you? What do you do? Just you know, in broad general strokes, whatever you're comfortable with. Yeah, of course. So I make random anime videos on TikTok, which (laughs) I kind of just started doing out of the blue. Mm -hmm. I'm from the UK and I've just left college, which in the UK is what we do before university. What were you uh, studying? I was studying classical civilization, English literature and drama and theater studies. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. That's sort of in that world building vein, I feel like. Do you you know kind of what you want to pursue in university? So in my uni thing, I'm doing English and drama. Mm-hmm. which I'm super excited for because I really want to go into voice acting, which is the all-time dream, but like acting in general as well. <laughs> That'd be so sick. I can see it. You definitely have a performative spirit in you. So that makes sense for sure. <laughs> Thank you. This profile pic is also here too. This is, did someone make this? This is fan art? Yeah. Yeah. That's someone so made crazy. It for me. Tell me about that. I hit 5k and 
immediately after that I got tagged in this video Mm -hmm. and I was just sat in my room and all of a sudden I saw this fan art and I screamed and I ran downstairs to my parents and I was like oh "Oh my god look what someone made because Levi is my all-time favorite character I love the show Attack on Titan it's my all-time favorite so the fact that someone did that I was like ecstatic for days that's so awesome and that must be like surreal on your end to just like yeah definitely I remember I told my friends in a group chat who they're not really into anime but they know about my TikTok and they know make it and they Mm -hmm. were like wait what I was like I know I don't know what's going on because one of them at the start of lockdown sent something into a group chat and said your month of like whatever you were born is what you're going to do and I was born in July and it said get TikTok famous and I was (laughs) like I'm achieving that goal maybe (laughs) (laughs) tell me about this Greece trip that looks so much fun oh so yeah um with the college that I went to they said Um, we're going to do a trip to Athens who would want to go and I was like yes I'm so here for it I signed up for that and we did I think it was about a week where we Mm. went sightseeing and it was like just all of the people that studied classics were on this trip and it was incredible it was just so fun we went to Delphi we went to um, all the different sites like the Acropolis it was just beautiful how does that play into your civilization studies and world history what's the draw there why are you so interested in sort of the history of the world so I was debating it was like the day of signing up to going to college and signing up for what A levels I wanted to do I've already always had a bit of an interest in history my mum gave me a textbook because she also studied it and Mm -hmm. said if you can understand this maybe give it a go because obviously a lot of stuff is rooted in Greek mythology for me and also Greek civilization they invented theatre so for me it was just like this seems super duper interesting Mm -hmm. I'll give it a go and I really loved it. Yeah, it feels very foundational to a lot of like storytelling today, which is super cool. Yeah, definitely. So tell me about even like before TikTok, before the video making, tell me about anime. When did that start for you and like your journey into it? Okay, so ever since I was a kid, I've loved Pokemon. Yes. Literally, I got I used <laughs> to play the games like religiously. I was always on the side of the internet where, I mean, it was pretty mainstream, but, you know, as a kid, I was like, I'm so alternative. I watched different <laughs> stuff when in reality, everyone knew about it. It was just like always the weird side a lot of people used to call it but Mm -hmm. it was pretty fun I've known about it for a while I just never knew where to watch it last year I was just re-watching Pokemon and I was loving it so I looked on Netflix and I saw Blue Exorcist Mm -hmm. and I was like well if this was live action I would definitely watch it and I just clicked on it and started binging until 3am and decided yep I like this stuff And became so hooked. Those were the days when you could just like, do you find you can still find that? Like you'll just watch a show in a day because it's so like, yeah, yeah, sweet. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) That's like one of my favorite things to do, especially at the moment. God, I've so many shows. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um, Now that, you know, I have rent and like car insurance and shit. Like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, it's a bit more complicated then. It is like, but definitely maybe like every other night I'll try and watch like two or three episodes or something in a row and it's, it scratches that itch. So, but yeah. Yeah. And you spoke to a little bit, your friends in the group chat that may not know too much about anime, but do they at least like understand your passion and where you're coming from or, and does that extend to your family? And my family are like super duper, they're supportive of it. They don't really understand what it's all about, but they're like, (laughs) okay, you can talk to us. And the majority of people that I know in my real life are super supportive. I have like a few friends who have either started watching anime or always watched it and we talk about it. I have had like recently, it was really like crazy. I had a kind of a bad experience where people were like quite insulting about it and I've never had Mm. that before, but 
I was like, oh, well, at the end of the day, it shows that they're not interested in that. They're obviously mm-hmm. not interested in what I'm passionate about. And obviously, they just weren't meant to be in that part of my life. Yeah. Once you, you can like tap into the thing you're super passionate about, that's like so freeing. And that's like so great to have. And if other people are like shitting on it, then like, why? What's the point? It's Yeah, it was literally so annoying. I just sat there and I was like, first of all, if you're going to riff into it, please do your research. <laughs> But I was, it was just not fun at all. And it kind of just sparked something in me that was like, I have been passionate about stuff, but I've never been this passionate to the point of what other people say. Because normally I'm pretty like, I don't care what people say about stuff that I like. Yeah. I like it. But this one actually like was something that hit quite close to home because the anime community and like just that side of things has really helped me out more than I think a lot of people understand. Yeah. So to have someone just shit all over that really like it wasn't nice. And I think yeah. that that's a big misconception. The anime community is like probably some of the sweetest people I've ever met. They're so... The majority of people I've encountered are so nice, so supportive. They recommend me shows. I recommend them shows. And it's just a really nice community in general because mm-hmm. everyone's super passionate about just the same thing. We all just like watching anime. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just nice to have that community that you can fall back on. What's your What's your favorite part about creating content? Because what, what I really like and appreciate about your content is a, it feels like, and I hope you don't take this wrong, the wrong way, you're like super informed on the subject. And then B, which is the sick part, is just like you have great style and great like, I think some of your jokes are so funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. Oh, yeah. No, that's actually really nice to hear that. Like, I'm super passionate about, like, I just love making stuff. I make stuff that I think I would enjoy watching, which I feel like so oh. cliche to say, but like. It's the sort of stuff that I like. And I only try and make a joke about an anime if I've seen it or if Mm -hmm. I'm watching it at the current moment because I feel like if I'm not informed first, I'll get spoilers, which (laughs) I don't want. And second of all, it'll just come across as like really fake. So I always just try to make stuff that I think is original and that come across as like something that you haven't seen before, but it feels Mm -hmm. familiar, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. That's awesome. Sweet. Well, thank you again for taking time to speak to me. I was wondering in closing... If you could offer a piece of advice, there's so many different genres and types of anime and this can, you know, apply to maybe just like different films, books, movies, experiences that may be outside of people's comfort zone. What would you recommend to someone to sort of reach beyond what they're familiar with? How do, how do you, if there's something that you're not sure you'll quite like, how do you sort of like get into watching different things? I'd say go into it with an open mind and don't be closed off because it's in a different language or because it's not something you're used to like you can just sit down and think okay if this like I got into it by saying if this was a live action show I would watch it so why do I not just watch it anyway so be open-minded about the culture the community just everything about it and try not to stereotype as well because mm. I think that's what a lot of people do and then they are very much closed off to the community when in reality there's something for everyone within anime you will find something so obscure but it's so up your alley like if you want to sit and cry and just let everything out there's shows for that there's movies for that so try and find something do your research but go into it with an open mind i like that a lot um cool i wish it's is it night there i guess now is it evening night? Uh, it's evening time it's like half nine i think Oh, cool. Okay. Well, then I wish you a lovely yeah. night. I'm sure you're going to watch a lot of shows tonight. but uh, Definitely. Yeah. I'm just going to binge Neon Genesis. Oh, <laughs> that hurts my heart so good. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> good luck. Sweet. I'll, I'll talk to you later. Thank Have you. a lovely night. Thank you so much. Ciao. Bye. <laughs>
special thanks to our guests, Esther, Cody, and Kara for making this episode possible. I've tagged their accounts at Blonde Radio on Instagram, and I highly recommend you check out their work. And thank you to everyone who submitted a response to the prompt. Intro music provided by Wafy. That's W-A-Y-F-I-E. And accompanying tracks by Low Boyle. That's L-O-B-O-I-L. Who can both be found on all major streaming platforms. I'll see you soon. And thanks for tuning in to Blonde Radio.